can you stop playing for two seconds? I'm trying to tell you about the gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. He's like, totally into it. Weedly, 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 weedly. I feel exactly. like you're not listening. Weedly, weedly. <laughs> yeah, now you're just, now you're just doing it slower. And then tuning in between. <laughs> Did you hear me tell you that the, our bass player has quit? Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Listen to what the man said. He said, welcome to Ear and Loathing. This show about Gitmo bros being number one rockers forever. We're going to torture each other today. Episode 22, am I correct? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. We Double got- deuce. Doubling down on love. <laughs> Doubling down on deuce. <laughs> the double douche. So we are here, episode 22, Ear and Loathing, Gitmo Bros, number one rockers forever. I'm Damon, the administrative assistant, getting things done. I'm joined by Ear and Loathing's resident media darling. Say hello. Hi, I'm George White, and I'd like to welcome you to the Gitmoverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the expanded Gitmoverse, <laughs> as I keep changing pant sizes. Uh, <laughs> And calling in from, from the North Star. He's my North Star. He's George's North Star. I believe he's the listener's North Star at this point. Not one of them have given me any a hard time about that. They all agree. He's everyone's North Star. Yes. Say hello. Baringa! <laughs> With Echo this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. What's up, bros? Yeah, how's it going, man? Everything good at the North Star? You keeping things together? Yeah, dude. I'm all doing it all in service of the bros, the fucking working on my buns for my bros, my buns and broses. <laughs> buns? <laughs> Did nice you make any buns. buns this week? Make any buns this week, Aaron? Any, uh, <laughs> no, I actually do like have a cinnamon some plans. roll or a if, if you if, if you're really interested, yes, I, I actually do have some baking planned for later on this. Okay, afternoon. good. Uh, all right. Not that I want to talk about <laughs> some hot cross buns. <laughs> some hot, one a penny, two a penny. <laughs> no, I'm just no. going to drop some gummies and bake. Get baked. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, get, and get baked, and maybe and then what, I'm going to break out the uh, and flour and, and do some stuff. So now uh, a. Reference that you guys might remember, but I got edited out of the episode where we actually described it was nice buns. Oh yeah, right. and and it was it was uh tell the story real quick so we can reference it in the future because I I think it's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. It was basically Charlton Heston in a behind the scenes documentary about oh, right. the original Planet of the Apes, 1968, one of the best movies of all time. But there's one scene where he has to drop his loincloth right in, the- and you and and you see his butt on on camera yeah and at, and he has to you know as they're doing takes he said that the i don't know the makeup woman or the or the wardrobe woman probably right. walked yeah. walked by him and said nice buns <laughs> of course she didn't say it in that voice he that's how he described her saying that so anytime the term buns comes up you have to mentally go nice buns well, well and you realize that 
our own Aaron Britt does refer to John Bon Jovi as Buns, Buns, jo- <laughs> Buns Jovi. Jovi or just Buns. <laughs> That's the polite name for him that I have. <laughs> I just call him Ass Crack. Ass Crack. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess uh, we're going to get ice. the show. What's that? Ice. Mm. Oh, you, ice. I, well, yeah, you're getting scolded. It. I have the thing. Sorry, okay. What difference There's does it make a- if it's loud? Why don't, <laughs> it doesn't matter Damon gave having. me the cup. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, the, the cup doesn't automatically uh, just like uh, temper the sound. Then why'd you give when it you're, to me? <laughs> when you're sloshing it around and taking giant gulps, that, that's going to happen. I'm he like, scored so huge with the line prior that he's like, yep, taking a break. I'm just, <laughs> I'm such, doing like I'm a Gatorade a, plunge. I'm such a, uh, I'm such like a, uh, God damn it. Uh, I fucking did front it. Man, front man guy. Like, I don't know. Someone gave me this cup. I don't know. It's not my fault. Oh my I don't Christ. Know. I think after the show, I'm going to introduce George to the concept of sipping, which is something you can you can right. lightly pick up the cup, which is what Damon does with a glass uh, tumbler every maybe, time. Maybe a sippy, maybe a sippy cup's the answer. <laughs> I think we're going to have to just maybe graduate to that. Or, or I don't even know if it's graduating. I think it's devolving to a sippy cup. Well, if it works, I think it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Where's my mac and cheese? <laughs> but I hate straws. I hate straws. I don't like them. They hurt my mouth. Jesus Christ! <sighs> this show is ridiculous. All right, so we're let's get the let's get into the meat of the of the podcast yes. here, shall we? Yes. Which is we're gonna um, take a little saunter over to that that guy. He's he has a a, a piece of grass in his mouth, and he has something to say to us. <laughs> Hi there, welcome to Kibitz Corner. Hi, Clem. Yeah, Clem's Clem's like you guys stop fighting. Come on. So Clem wants to know what George, who George is in the torture chamber, I think, yes. as we mentioned, maybe we didn't. No, I don't remember. Um, but George is in the torture chamber, and that means that he has uh, a topic of conversation to present to the good people listening and to us, the Gitmo Bros. So go ahead, George. I do. I have a new, uh, I have a new segment. Maybe it'll turn me into a segment. Maybe it's just one today because it's a terrible idea, but let's do it. <laughs> so in a uh, kind of, a, I guess, a, re- a reverse of our show. Um, I'm going to tell a story, and this segment is called Loathe to Love. Okay. And what it is, is me today, could be you guys another day, maybe even today if you'd like, telling a story about an artist, a song, whatever, that you hated, and somehow you came to love. And oh. I want to hear the story of how you got to love it. How did you, how did, what changed your mind? The what, evolution. The evolution of why you became to love this thing when you hated it or didn't understand it or was like, I don't get it. Okay. And now, now you do. Now, before we start, I believe there's a theme song. And there is a theme song, which I uh, I was fortunate enough to speak with our good friend, Guy Langostino. Okay. Who's a performer, entertainer, and storyteller. Yeah. And he did the theme song for me, and I, I think you'll enjoy it. So go the, ahead. The fact that you got Guy Langostino to do this, I it's, mean, that, that guy is a it's hot huge. property. It's huge. This yeah. We're is friends, huge. So this is huge. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Uh, theme song for Loathe to Love. <laughs> Whoa, love to love you, baby. Whoa, love to love you, baby. Whoa, love to love you, baby. Whoa, I love to love you, baby. Whoa, love to love you, baby. He, Guy is an interpreter, isn't he, of songs? He's an interpreter. Yeah. He, that was uh, Donna Summer's Love to Love yeah, You, Baby. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh wow, on. huh? <laughs> I didn't pull it. Great. <laughs> Clever. 
Clever. And it was Did short, you get too. It? No. Did you... <laughs> no, it wasn't short. It could have been 15 <laughs> seconds instead of 30, but I was just oh loving God. that guitar so much. Editing uh, note to Damon. Cut 15 seconds yeah. out. <laughs> All right. No. So, yeah. Thank you, Guy, for participating. Mm-hmm. No, it's huge. Uh, it's huge. The guy's a legend, and he has been, and he's going to continue to be one. Yeah. And he, Forever. you know, he, despite when he his sings involvement song, in this program. <laughs> he sings like he, he feels like when he's uh, interpreting a song he's singing right to you doesn't it, it? does yeah. you know I, what I really what I should have done is got Guy in here and I should have done that live <laughs> <laughs> I, I once that. heard him do a rendition of uh, the Battle Hymn of the Republic in the, in the Green Berets song Damn it! If I wasn't, I'd found myself enlisted. I had a draft card. And I was enlisted. After. <laughs> I, I would. I would like he, she spoke right, right to me. Uh, uh, sir, you're 48. Well, yeah. I think you can still use me. Um, I can do. I something. can get gin and so- sodas at a discount at the VF Dub now. <laughs> <laughs> so is Colonel Kurtz. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and also, uh, when I spoke with Guy about this, the original idea was for the um, the song, the segment be called "Used to Hate It Till I Ate It," and it was going to be. Um, is going to be the Bon Jovi song, uh, She Don't Know Me. It was going to be used to hate it till I ate it. You made the right choice. <laughs> I did. Not I know. That. I know the buns wouldn't be a good. But then, I've got you know. no problem with the segment. I've got no problem with the theme song, nor do I have a problem with the performance by Guy Langostino. That was just just pure bliss. Pure bliss. Okay. Well, so here's so here's the, and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure both of you have a lot to say about this. My my about my loathe to love. So feel free to tell your own story after mine. Or save it, or comment on mine. Okay. My loathe to love is David Bowie. The whole, the just David Bowie, not yeah. a particular song. <clears throat> no, David Bowie in general. Okay, and I had to go kind of go back and to childhood to remember all this, but it, it all true that. Um, so when I'm a kid, because you know David Bowie, seventy two, seventy three, seventy four, in there, and I'm you know that's changes and those songs, and I'm and I know up until seventy seven, but I was um, it, he genuinely freaked me out. Like yeah. the cover to Diamond Dogs, I couldn't look at it. And I'm not an easily freaked out person, but I just couldn't. Like, he just seemed like a gay drug addict space alien to me. And it, <laughs> yeah. it, fr- it frightened me. I couldn't, it was, I didn't understand what he was doing. The music seemed weird. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want anything to do with it, really. Um, and I don't know, because I, when, I, when I look back and I think, well, you know, gay drug addict space alien pretty much describes Paul Stanley or Ace Freely. <laughs> yeah, so it was okay. <laughs> yeah. But, Same era. <clears throat> yeah. But it was weird, but he just seemed weird to me. It was too weird. Maybe I was too young. And then um, I distinctly remember, so then it's 1979 and he's on Saturday Night Live. And it's this, and it's the show where he has these the two guys standing next to him in one's wearing all red, one's wearing all black, and they're like in like almost like skirts and secretary like uniforms like that. Hmm. And they're doing, I think they did TVC one five and something else. And he did like that just freaked me out. And then for one of the songs, he had like this puppet and early green screen technology where it was his head on this puppet body. And it was super freaky. Yeah. And, but I was old enough then cause I was 13 that I, I was now kind of interested Maybe I was bi-curious. I'm like, hey, <laughs> this is kind of like, I thought, oh, this is art rock. I kind of understood maybe from New Wave what that was now. That was artistic mm-hmm. or arty or, you know, like the talking heads or something. And so I was kind of interested. And then the next year, which is 80, is uh, Scary Monsters and Super Creeps. 
And that's Ashes to Ashes. It's a great song. Yeah. And then video comes out and that has a really weird, that was video, a weird video where yeah. he's walking down the beach with like, I think an old woman and he's dressed yeah. like a clown robot or something. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I just, and I, but I really like that song because I love the ashes to ashes, funk to funky. And we know mm-hmm. major Tom's a junkie. Mm-hmm. And I knew that major Tom was part of his, his world. Yeah. The Bowie verse, the Bowie verse, if you like will. the, like the Gitmo verse. And, and then in 82, he, he makes or 83, 82, or 83, he makes, that's when he makes Let's Dance. And that's more of the friendlier Bowie mm-hmm. and the more pop Bowie. And and that was and that was okay for me. And then I liked him. And I liked those songs. And then you retroactively started liking well, some of the other and stuff. And then a few years later, I'm like, <clears throat> I should check out. The, and I'd heard him on the radio. I wasn't an idiot. I knew what fame and young Americans, but I just didn't yeah. like it. And then I bought that that greatest hits record. Ch- changes was that called changes? No, no. I bought the greatest hits. Like even worse, it was like an RCA issued like fame and fashion. Oh, <laughs> like in maybe eighty four or five, I bought that. Okay, and I just loved it. I loved. I mean, obviously, I loved heroes, fame, fashion, ashes to ashes, changes. But then I even loved even I even loved space oddity, and I loved Starman and nineteen eighty four and yeah. TVC one five and. Everything on that whole thing, I just loved it, and I couldn't stop listening to it. I loved fame in particular, and from and I felt like such a jackass, like I said, because I hate people that go, "Well, I have the greatest hits of Aerosmith," and you're like, "What? Why don't you have toys in the attic? You're an asshole." <laughs> yeah. And so and and so and, and from then on, I I just was so and by then I was 19 around, and so I guess I was old enough for David Bowie then, and it didn't scare me, and I didn't understand, I I don't and didn't understand why I was ever scared, but maybe because I was 10. Yeah. And so that was my that was my David Bowie and from then on I I was just like how come I didn't recognize what a genius this guy how did I miss this and those songs all became very important to me and I love them to this day. Mm-hmm. And so that's my loathe to love David you, Bowie. I have I have a few thoughts about it but I think we should let Aaron finish the thought because he's such a Bowie fan and he could probably uh yes. give us a better in, uh you know interpretation of of George's psych- psychology. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what you what you say makes total sense because Bowie is a as a kid a disturbing guy to look at, you know. Yeah. Then his music, you're right. It it wasn't. It didn't make a ton of sense. Like I, I didn't. No. You know. Uh, and it was kind of scary. Like the whole story about Major Tom and everything is is a scare. Like the guy just if you're eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't remember being uh, repelled by him though. Right, I just sort yeah. of went, I remember liking some of his, like I heard Fame, and I always thought that was a weird song because he did, Fame, Fame, right. Fame, Freaked me out. Freaked and, me out. Yeah, that was <laughs> weird, very yeah. weird, yeah. but kind of interesting to listen to for right. me as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then, like you, like uh, he really became uh, an icon, to me at least, yeah. after Let's Dance. Oh, and right. then and then you did go back and sort of listen to all his other I'm stuff. I'm not alone. And, Thank you, Damon. Yeah. No, no, I, I, don't, I think what you're saying is totally <laughs> yeah. right. I, yeah. Although I wouldn't define him as loathe to start with your your yeah. segment's called loathe to love well, loathe, and I, I never loathed him i just was i didn't he, he maybe confused by him and maybe a little freaked out by yeah. him but i never like if i heard a song of his I, that i liked i liked it i didn't go i hate this because i'm scared of him i did i changed <laughs> yeah. it right away i'm like oh no 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 right right so yeah so i, I don't think i qualify as loathe to love but i get where you're coming from with yeah. it i guess is my point yeah. so aaron what do you think about george's loathe to love well, you know, he's got every right to uh, feel that way and go on his journey. Um, it's a free country. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a free country. Last time I checked, uh, <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to our servicemen and women. Um, 
it's it's interesting you know it's this is it's unsurprising that you went on that journey to me in that you this is the same guy who fell into kiss by liking and being able to reckon with a kitty cat as opposed to the other three dudes so like <laughs> yes, your mind right. yes yeah like and not de- yeah. and yeah. not diminishing that like i think it's just yeah. that's where your personality was coming from so and 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 those guys were all singing about things that they look like freaks but they were only doing songs about what every quote unquote red blooded american man wanted to be involved in rocking chicks and then rocking for chicks and yes. then and partying and every and day rocking and 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 chicks <laughs> yeah. so all of those things and right. so <laughs> d- d- despite the fact that they looked like they were from mars they were singing about what was happening in burbank you know and, well, and yeah. whereas right. david yeah. bowie wasn't doing any of those things no despite being involved in all of those things so like it wasn't there was no place to hang your hat if you were sensitive yeah. you know and uh and that's and that's you know very cool frankly i really i i that it speaks volumes about him and then also cool of you to get there for whatever reason and in your time because i think the boys for everybody frankly yeah and uh but it's it's neat to have an artistic timeline that people need to meet you on various places sometimes you know but to take the ride and like you get there or or he gets to you whatever it is he'll you know it'll happen and i i love it that you got there um yeah, I, I I immediately was fascinated and I mean immediately realized I think the first time I even heard about him was like I was way young like f- 5 6 sometime around yeah. so like 76 yeah. or so. Right. And there was a woman friend of my father's not a lady a da- friend but not like a, a lady woman, like not a, a lady. woman friend this is before he was <laughs> dating um uh which he started in earnest shortly after that, but she was a real, she was like a looker in my view. I mean, again, I'm six and I, th- I just thought she was something else. She smoked yeah. and like fucking partied. And, <laughs> yeah. She had a and, good time. She liked more, more tube tops, but she loved, she had like sort of a, I remember she had sort of like a Joan Jett haircut, you know, oh. sort of short, long, she's arts artist. And she loved David Bowie. And I remember just hearing about him and like how, how sexy he was. Like the, among the first things that I got hip to a woman talking about a man who was in front of me and like somebody I didn't know. And so immediately I went, Whoa, wow. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. And that was <laughs> like, and immediately just clocked that name. I got to figure out who that is. And then I remember she had, uh, you know, tapes or records or something. And I saw him and immediately went, that's fucking that is nuts <laughs> look at that guy and you know it's and it's and it's probably you know um young americans era um uh pinups something like some it was the image was something at that era so the orange yeah. hair maybe not the ziggy hair any longer the more sort of bouffant big right. huge wedge of hair and just being fascinated by him and so like like with many things it was all about ch- uh, uh the ladies like yeah. right away. And then I was like, I'll just get tuned in and I'll meet it. Whatever this dude's into, whatever he wants to talk about, <laughs> I hope it's cool because I'm into it. <laughs> and right. so I was down, I was down for it. And then. So I you liked, weren't a, Aaron, you weren't like a greatest hits guy. You were just, you dove right into full yeah. albums. Yeah. As soon as, cause we didn't have any in the house at all. But when we got to, uh, there were, there were two girls across the street, again, girls, uh, we moved my my mom got remarried in like early early like 80 80, 80 81 and there were two girls who lived across the street from me there in Pasadena when we moved to Pasadena and they had 
what did they have? They probably had low, I think. They had mm-hmm. heroes and low. And so looking at those images and being like, and then they had scary monsters, I think. So I was like, God damn, this is the best. And like, I was just so, I was in right away. And Lowe's freaky. Lowe's a freaky record, you know? And so like, I was just down and I wanted to be cool as well. So I wanted to, it, it, I dug the fact that it was weird. So, you know, I was happy to be there. So God bless. I'm glad that you got there eventually. It's all that matters. Me too. Me too. And and by the way, that's one of the few greatest hits records I have. I don't have any other, every other band I'm into just about, I, you know, have all of their records. I still they don't serve have a purpose. You know, I don't think I have any other David Bowie records. I mean, I don't have records anymore at all anyway, but yeah, the, yeah, I, yeah, I, I had to, it was, it was a cassette. Of course I listened to it all the time in college, mm-hmm. all the time. Loved it so much. And, uh, yeah. Fucking Bowie, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm you're glad you're there. Gonna... Cause am I crazy, Aaron? But wasn't one of his greatest hits, probably the most prominent one called changes one Bowie. Yeah, it was changes one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right. yeah, I, I you yeah. said you said no before, but there, no, there was another, oh, no, no, I there's also I just, one that George is talking it's about. It's not the one I bought. A, I didn't, oh, I didn't okay. buy that one. This one right. was like I, I know a, that one. Not even a probably not. I'm not going to say it's not David Bowie approved. It felt like the label put it together. Like I'm not going to say it was Ktel, yeah. but it looked like that. Like it was just and slapped it together. No, RCA yeah, like, did it. RCA yeah. did it. I remember yeah. that, and yeah. and he was just betwixt records. I think it may have even come out. The Mister Know It All portion of my experience here is that I think when the the <laughs> the label was not jazzed about uh, about Lodger and Low, oh, and I think it came out around that time in an effort to go. But remember, he does things that aren't you know ponderous, <laughs> and I think it was built for America, trying to keep the uh, middle America uh, happy who who maybe tuned into him because of uh, rocking rock that was on the Ziggy records and things like that. So. Right, and uh, just as far as the chicks, I just realized that uh, in addition to being uh, Ziggy playing guitar, he was snow white tan and well hung. <laughs> so for the chicks, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> FYI, chicks. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, hey, listen, there's the th- I want to I'm to address something sonically. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. Just keep it rolling. Okay. okay. Uh, oh, maybe I can take a sit now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Clink away. Clink away, yeah. Colonel Clink. That's your that's your new name. <laughs> and George White is Colonel Clink. <laughs> hey, you you the guy doesn't understand Bowie. <laughs> you the little fruitcake. You you the little fruitcake that doesn't uh, that was that was frightened by diamond dogs. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Look, he's half man and half dog. Ooh. <laughs> Go run into your mommy. <laughs> Kids never heard of Hollywood makeup before. <laughs> That's right. It just occurred to me too. I just for when he said when he was talking about um, scary monsters, I um, it occurred to me that the cover of that that is the outfit he's wearing in Ashes to Ashes. It's a kind of a oh, clown, yeah. kind of yeah, a yeah. clown outfit, right? Right. And that is what he's wearing. I just I'd never made the connection. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah, what it's he's like wearing. a weird sort of like uh, he just reached he reached into the closet. And the first thing he pulled out <clears throat> a, har- oh, yeah, a, a harlequin, if you will. Yeah, a it's a harlequin. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. Hey Aaron, while you were gone, we we came up with a name for George and his ice, Colonel Clink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Colonel Clink in Kibitz Corner. Hey, case, Colonel case, Clink case, case. in Kibitz Corner, talking about David Bowie. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for the new segment, George. Mm-hmm, yeah, and send my regards to Guy. And, I will. And I will. with the heartfelt thanks for all his participation. I mean, we're not worthy. 
Well, maybe I, he can a, phone in sometime and do a spot. And uh, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, maybe appear. Who knows? He, uh, he can check in from the road. He's, he's, he's busy, a road man. dog. He is. It took a lot of cocaine and, and women to get him to do that uh, <laughs> yeah. that session. He, he was feeling the disco. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I guess if you're if you want my opinion, I think the loath to love should just be yours for that just week, mine? that okay. segment, I, I, and then. I, I, because I'd have to think about mine because I want to come up with a good one. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so so and that was a good one by itself. So yeah. let's just, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, it spurs the discussion for all three of us to get into. I, I knew Aaron would want to talk yeah, about Yeah, Aaron's got <laughs> thoughts. So, all right, uh, nice segment. And I think uh, we've put it off long enough. Mm. I think George mm. has to be... No, let's talk about Bowie Malonga. <laughs> just listen to a song, maybe. Nice try, man. <sighs> no, you know where you have to go. <laughs> Torture chamber. Look, it, I'm not going to bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm going to torture you anyway. Suffering. Speaking of torture, as yeah. usual, I'm pretty sure I figured it out. When we did, it was JY and Tiffany, right? Was, yes. Was the episode. So Aaron went. Well, does, does the guest count, though? No, that was episode 20. Okay, so that doesn't count. Episode 21 okay. was JY and Tiffany. Okay, yeah. right. I went first with Joe, and then uh, I think JY was also first. Right, so I go episode. first today when we torture George. We need like a tally board. Sure. We like keep a, saying that, but it's never going to happen. Never, it's not going to happen. <laughs> we just put it in our phones. We don't need a whiteboard, really. We don't. I, I have a tally whacker. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> so who's first? I'm still yeah, I'm No, I think Aaron went first last time, last episode, which means you I, now, I have to go first. That means that, yes. Yeah, and I have to get prepared. Oh, and I have, mm. oh, nothing, lyrics and a picture to text you guys. Bitchin'. Episode 22. So, I just want to say this before we start this song. Mm-hmm. And I send this over to you guys. Sure. You know, the technology is supposed to make things easier, but guess what it doesn't do? Oh, make things easier. All right, so here we go, fellas. This is good pod. This 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 chunk of time here. Aaron's never this heard of something a- called editing. <laughs> we're, basking, we're basking in sweet, <laughs> sweet air. Sure. Yes, the people are like running off the side of the road, going, "Something's wrong with my pod." (laughs) Did it pause? Oh no! Those three chuckleheads, none of them. They just talk all the time, and they're not talking. Something's wrong. Yeah, because one of them's always fucking talking. The Gitmo Bros are all right. (laughs) Is there an earthquake or something? Did they? (laughs) I know a couple of them are in LA. Aaron, I'm, I'm mortally offended. Like. I'm not going to fucking edit that out, dummy. <laughs> Jesus. No, you shouldn't ever. Yeah. It's great. It's great chunk of time. I in love the, it. In the 900 episodes I've sent you, I've never once heard Damon some dead air in there. <laughs> Eat it. All Damon right, so, dead air. <laughs> all I want to say as before we start this song, George. Yes. Is uh, this singer mm-hmm. and this song makes Dan Hill sound like he has the carnal bravado and baritone <laughs> vocal stylings of Barry White. <laughs> You worked on that one a while. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> I like carnal bravado. There was a, there was a lot of pitches to get to that. Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, okay. I, th- yeah, I, I went through that with a red pen. Here we go. Uh-huh. 
Is this Hill Street Blues? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it. This is a, a, a singer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll keep going for a second here. Sure. I think it's insane that he had enough uh, testosterone to have a mustache. <laughs> That's the <laughs> thing I'm most impressed by. There's a picture. Let me see this. There's a picture? I didn't know there was a picture. Yeah, I told you. I sent oh, you a sorry. picture. It's a healthy one, too. Oh. Yeah. What, 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 a, what a handsome man yeah. for 1970-something. Once you hear the subject matter, though, it, that face is going to annoy the fuck out of you. I heard that mustache rides for this guy are $1.50. <laughs> you don't give them away. <laughs> you don't. Not with that. Not with that Not with that cookie duster. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'll shut up. With the rising. He's a sensitive boy. Yeah, I can see that. Kind of a um He's a poet. Yeah, kind of a uh Bob Goulet meets Magnum kind of look, right? <laughs> but then the little, are you following these lyrics? They're just Oh I know, yeah. I, yeah. All right, taking them in. Yeah. Wussy Central. Yeah, right. All right, here we go. I must ask of you. Okay, so he just saw, he just said, answer the question I must ask of you. Uh, which is, uh, you know, ridiculous way to phrase it. But here comes the chorus. I was, is there, there's, there's, there's going to be some lovemaking, isn't there? Here comes the chorus. <laughs> do you want to make love? <laughs> or do you just want to fool around? I know this one. <laughs> I guarantee it to bring you down. Do you want to make love? (laughs) Come on, baby, tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Take this. Look, you get your fucking pants down, or you can take this to across the street. Okay? Now, this is a make love house. This is now. This is. (laughs) It's funny you say that, George, because. The interpretation of what he's saying and what I thought all these years since this song came out yeah. in 1977. Yeah. By, oh, by the way, Peter McCann, a <laughs> sing, not really, I mean, he's a, obviously a singer because he sang this song, but he is, oh, nothing, <laughs> a professional songwriter. Again. Yet, yet again. He's, he wrote tons of hits, and I'll tell you about those in a minute, but I want to get back to this chorus. Yeah. What I grew up thinking the song was about and what a lot of people did based on my research and what you I think yeah. just did was yeah. oh this is kind of like the uh uh like the winking free love casual sex sentiment like hey baby do you want to make love or do you want to fool around doesn't matter what we call it let's just do it right oh, that's okay. that's what I think everyone took away from this song based on those two lines I was going a little harder with it. I was going like, "We're fucking, or you're going." Oh, like well, that's no, he's it. No, the opposite. Of that. Yeah, ex- ex- okay. yeah. Aaron's, yeah. Aaron's actually read the lyrics. <laughs> okay, right. But he's saying, "I need whatever we're about to do. I need this to mean something." Oh, he's saying the complete opposite, as oh, Aaron just oh, said. Okay, is he saying, "Listen, um, if this if this love making we're about to do isn't love making, you just consider it fooling around. You can get out of my house." Oh, okay. So this guy's a ge- like he, he's a gentleman. He, 
Well, would you call it that? Would you call it that? Well, I'm just I'm flummoxed by his picture. I just it feels like he's the sort of guy that would give you an ultimatum, like get let's fuck or get out. But well, apparently, I don't I don't know what guy, especially in 1977, is booting chicks out who who just want to fuck. Yeah, right. Apparently, but but, but I will can. say that they don't. I think that I think that this is just all part of that 70s hypocrisy that I rapped about before in the million times, where like. They just, they were talking out of the other side of their neck constantly. Like they, everybody was not just as bad, if not worse at that time, but they would tart it up to, you know, and pretend that wasn't, there was, it was, they were being hip, uh, hypocrites. They would say, yeah, call it one thing, but like all he was about was that. And there was a move. Like we were joking about Alan Alda having a move where he's just like, I'm sensitive, but he was just, he was a road dog. Yeah. Just a coxman right. running in around. Fact, this guy, fucking forget it, dude. So I am the, right. <laughs> Well, well, that's why, but that's not what he's saying. I, okay. I'm inferring what okay. he means okay. because he's a guy and he has that mustache. All right. Well, and, I skipped that, part. and it's also an opportunity <laughs> for him as a as the character in the song that he's, and also him as a songwriter creating that character to judge. Yeah, he's right. going to say, yeah. "Hey, no sluts in my house. This is where it's all serious here." What, like whether he really lived that or not, I don't know. <laughs> but it sounds like it was just a great opportunity to to, to judge a casual sex. That mm-hmm. was going on rampantly at that point. And this point. was like, p- people like him were the dudes who were like, you know, judging, quote unquote, inner city drugs. Uh, but meanwhile, like, <laughs> had a full stock of of bennies and uppers and downers and getting out of towners in their medicine cabinet and fucking <laughs> with three-fifths of Cuddy Sark yeah. before before lunch, you know. Or, Aaron, you could just refer to Don Henley and Glenn Fry talking <laughs> right. about the, this, the, uh, the, the, Drug, the drug culture, and how they're going to finger wag you about it while they're doing lines. Yeah, and let the record show. I think all those drugs are bitching. I'm not talking smack about the drugs. I'm not judging anyone. The drugs, fuck, I love them. Just in case any drugs are listening. What, and as far as the sluts are concerned, you know, all welcome. Think those are dynamite too. <laughs> when you when you said that, I thought of him sitting on the, his front porch with his beautiful mustache and hair, and just a neon sign that said "sluts" and sluts <laughs> coming, and then him going, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's broken," and like hitting, and then no comes on. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no sluts. I'm sorry, you guys. I I want to make love. I don't want to fool around. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. Come on. Go, go on. It's either the no or he he later puts a, a Ghostbusters. A ghost Symbol over symbol it. across yeah. out, right? Anti. You know, right? He, you know how those doors in convenience stores go ding dong when you walk in. His front door of his house, you, you, you walk through and he goes, Do you want to make love? <laughs> oh, God damn it. Let's hear a little more. This I'm excited. All right. We're getting into verse two here. <clears throat> okay. After he's judged her, like, you can get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> you can get out of my house. And he's singing it like such a panty waist. <laughs> yeah, it's you such know? an odd. La, 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 la. Yeah, what's yeah. he doing? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. He's, sing, he he's to... singing like, he has the, the musical gravitas of a doily. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is actually a subcategory. It's it, They have like alternative rock and easy listening. And this is doily rock. <laughs> Doilies. One ply toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, I, I sort of, as you listen to him and you think about this era, there's a lot of guys like him, like Stephen yeah. Bishop. And Christopher Cross and guys like mm-hmm. that who did they really it's a move, dis- baby? It's a move. Oh, total move. It, it, These yeah. guys were all fucking balls yeah. deep in everyone, and and this is a move, dog. Yeah. And Dan yeah. Fogelberg, they get together for the sensitive off, and then they, yeah, like, yeah. Oh God, I just turned out so many 
so much buns this last week because of my sensitivity. <laughs> How's your sensitivity going? I got this new sweater. Check it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You want to curl up with me? Dan Hill is like the treasurer of their group. <laughs> he's, he's the yeoman purser. And he starts crying at the meeting and everybody goes like, hey, Dan, it's just us. Fucking stop it. <laughs> Dan Hill. Save Come that, on. Save that, for okay, the, okay, yeah. save that for the sluts. Yeah, we don't. No one is sleeping with you. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, c- carrying on verse two. Okay. Feeling is always a thing with these guys. Feelings. feelings. Are you? And he 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 worked three feelings into one. Yeah, sentence. no, I was just read, read said, that. I just you read feel that. the feeling I'm feeling yeah, now. I know. I it's like, masterful <laughs> panty waist, doily rocks. Strike one, two, and three. <laughs> Sit down. What's his name again? Chuck. P- Charlie. <laughs> Peter McCann. Peter oh, McCann. Not even close. Peter, Peter McCann. McCann. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like a uh, that sounds like somebody who would like host password or something <laughs> or pyramid. <laughs> Peter McCann with you. <laughs> what an asshole. Peter McCann do feelings feelings three times in a sentence. Yeah, yeah I just read that. that. Was, it, it, just masterful, like did, chef's yeah. kiss. When you read the verse, it almost doesn't make sense. Just, <laughs> you're like reading it. You're like, what is he? What? <laughs> Feel the feeling that I'm feeling now. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. as long as he's projecting judgment yeah. and sensitivity, like it doesn't really matter what it says, right? I, I guess not. Yeah. No, I, 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 the verses really don't matter here because the chorus is such yeah. a monster. And the, <laughs> and the chorus is like super, if it had been really what I originally said I thought it was and what a lot of people did was just like, hey, baby, we're going to do this either way. You can call it whatever you want. And he made the whole song about that. This would not be a torture song to me. It would just be a cool, dumb fucking stupid uh 70s song let's hear this chorus again uh, come on let's hear it. we're gonna get finish up okay. the verse here and get no the next let's course. not <laughs> <laughs> you don't dictate the terms right. of torture chamber right. and it's only like a three minute song so okay. calm down okay he got Is he singing right too. now <laughs> yeah, no, it's like it's like it's, it's like I don't even hear he's being anything. overpowered by violins. Yeah, right. Like I can't hear what he's doing. You're right. It's like it doesn't matter. Somebody get him up. Is he standing? <laughs> Another sentiment he was able to to weave into this was the hurt. Of course, that was a big Dan Hill. Always thing. the hurt. And so he got the, the the hurt can go as deep. Yeah. So this guy is is like yeah. the the depths of his sensitivity just go real deep. Here we go. I'd like to also direct your attention to this goddamn drum fill that comes up right here on the next stop. Yeah. Do you this? I, I get the sense that like this drum session drummer, whoever it is, I couldn't figure out who these guys were. They're doing it. They're, they're knocking it out of the park as usual. Hmm. But I think this drummer is just like fed up with this song because he <laughs> completely covers the vocal with his killer fill. <laughs> and so, and I just feel like cover this guy's vocal. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, think he's yeah. just like I'm. He's probably going. I'm so fucking sick of these Stephen Bishop, Christopher Cross assholes. <laughs> and now I got this guy asking about, do you want to make love? He's just like, <laughs> fuck it. And he's just, if I get fired off this session, I don't give a shit. So listen, <laughs> he's just these fills he's doing are just awesome. 
you know, for two reasons, one musicianship and two trying to shut this shit down. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Here it comes. Okay. Suddenly Keith Moon's here. I know. <laughs> Keith so Moon. good. Fuck yeah. He's just like somebody's somebody's gotta fucking butch this up. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think that you think the producer it was the producer's ID goes, whatever the drummer's name is, look, Danny, we're dropping the violins here. We're gonna need something. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm looking to you. Just fill the space. <laughs> just fill the space with whatever. This one's on you, Danny. <laughs> By the way, whoever you are, drummer, if you're still out there. Still nice with us, fucking awesome, Phil, and thank you for at least attempting to, to put an end to this this hor- horrific song. Okay, carrying okay. on. We've got a bridge coming too okay. because he's a professional songwriter. Of course, and it has have to a, bridge. Be a bridge. Of course, yeah. There's the door, slut. <laughs> Is he singing to Charlene? I, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. Like, you're just like, you, you, yeah, you're, you're getting into it, making out a bit, whatever, getting to heavy petting. Yeah. And and then he just he just turns off. You're just not into this. Yeah. You don't, you know, She's get like, out. If you're not, if you're going to put this effort in, Charlene, I want to make love, okay? Yeah. So if you're going to kind of phone it in. There's a door. Yeah, and she's and, and she's like, Peter, I just met you at the disco like 15 minutes ago. Well, I'm not sure. That's not what I'm... I'm not sure I'm, we need to get engaged here. Well, I want to make love, so... <laughs> it's funny, too, because like, let's, let's pull on the string a little bit. Like, So he just met this girl, if he's questioning what her motives are. Yeah. So he's jumping into... Se- so how much of it is making love? You just fucking became attracted to this person, like George says, at the discotheque right. moments ago. <laughs> And and here you are now about to do it. How is it making love? You don't know this person at yeah. all. There's right. no indication he knows her name. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. understand. And he doesn't know her, her philosophy. You they just got home. back to wherever. I mean, we don't know that yeah. he's home. Yeah. yeah, we don't. Could be the bathroom. You're right. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't. No one's gone on a date here. Yeah, yeah how do you? Because you would have got know? that straight over, you know, appetizers. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> have some fucking. Tu- uh, what do they always eat? The goddamn cheese dip fondue. You know. <laughs> Learn about each other and then adjourn. But like he just uh, take her to the guy. quiche hut. Cut to cut to the disco. The music's really loud. They're having drinks, and she's going. I just want to fool around. He's like, I can't hear you. Let's just go to my place. <laughs> no, I just want to fool around. I just it's. I don't. I tried to tell I you. I told you, but fucking love to love What's you, this baby. Guy's name again? Alan McCaffrey. What's his name? <laughs> yeah, that's his name, right? Peter McCann. Peter, Peter McCann. McCann. Peter McCann has a, has a very strict uh, quiche before keister. He's <laughs> <laughs> a Q before Q. <laughs> quiche before keister. <laughs> Look, we're having some brunch. We're going to talk about this. Yeah, I yeah. want to find we're out gonna, everything about you. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to sit in a park for a while. You know, look they at call this. me Mr. Spontaneity. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. You're going to meet my parents, and then we're going <laughs> to... Everyone back then was starting foundations like, you know, bread before bombs or something. But his was quiche before keister. (laughs) (laughs) He's in an effort to try to help our farmers. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And also take the time to learn about each other. (laughs) And then at the meeting with Dan Hill, they're like, hey, the quiche before keister thing's still working. Oh, like gangbusters. (laughs) Kidding me? No, Dan's like, hey, yo, I'm from Canada. I don't have to fuck around with your dumb thing down here in America. I got to just cry. I got poutine before punani. Yeah. (laughs) 
McCarthy screaming, look, Dan, we all can't cry in command, okay? We have to other tricks in our bag, okay? Yeah, he's like the Meryl Streep of, of Coxman. Can act of the sensitive Coxman. Yes, right. <laughs> the sensitive Coxman. <laughs> I call this meeting the sensitive Coxman to order. <laughs> Everyone bangs their dick on the table. <laughs> Sergio Mendez calls in. He's from the Los Sensitivos down south. He's, He's calling, down. He's calling yeah. down from Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Hola, my friends. Hola, my friends. I think Julio Iglesias is in that. Is that As the meeting started without me. <laughs> but speaking of Julio Iglesias, he's one of the many people. Just real, real quick on Peter, yeah. he wrote songs for. I mean, this is a pretty prestigious list: Whitney Houston, Julio Iglesias, Buck Owens, Anne Murray, Kenny Rogers, Oak Ridge Boys, Lee Greenwood. Reba McIntyre, Ricky Skaggs, Crystal Gale, and Jermaine Jackson. So hmm. one of these things is not this like This is a other. really big, big, big country sounding chorus. That's yeah, what I was going to make In fact, simultaneous to this pop version, a country version came out and also was a huge hit. But yeah, this really is the original songwriter like and his Maybe original. Maybe that's what I know that one. Is that yeah. the one I know? I don't know this no, one. No, this was a very big hit, too. Okay. This was made it to number five on the Billboard charts. But you can hear like five big harmonies and- uh, Yeah. Yeah, so- That's what it, I was going to ask, at, particularly you, Aaron, is that bass line that gets me? It's like a rolling kind of- It's cool. It's yeah, a country like, bass line. It feels- Yeah. Country, In the right? verses, he's copying a, uh, like a Paul McCartney vibe, <clears throat> actually, that bass player, and then, and then the, uh, but it really becomes a country song. Yeah, it's verse. like these two things don't match. I, I had no idea when, in those verses what this was. Right. And then that chorus comes and it's like from a different song. Yeah. I almost feel like there's a banjo in it or something. For all we know, the the, the country singer who did this just used this track. Right. <laughs> and put some twang on his voice and there you so go. So did you, you say have... that um, uh, whatever, Chip Calypso, he wrote this song? <laughs> <laughs> he wrote this song and then and he did it first? His version was first? Yeah. Yes, okay. but but I'm but back in those days, like you would, people would just be immediately covering, doing different, like a country right. version or R and B version or whatever, right? Right. And, and right. so I th- I think his was a hit. I, I think just be based on his songwriting uh, resume, some label just gave him a deal to do the song himself, and you know, not a bad idea because it was a hit. But yeah, um, yeah and they probably a, want to massage his ego to keep him writing for you if he's Mr. Hitman. So yeah, yeah. just put out sure. a fucking record. Who right. cares? So well, let's just hear the bridge again. We? Yeah, again, <laughs> just wanted to point out another professional songwriter. Yeah, mm. what are you gonna do? All right, here comes the bridge. If you wanna get close to me, you could do it so easily. Is it love that I see when I look at? another empty lie and very country there on that sure i almost very hear a country. pedal steel going on <clears throat> yeah that's very country there yeah there's some very cool craftsmanship bridges, that the, the yeah. bridge was not that cool the other parts of the song have been like crafted well that one felt like it was weird that was wedged it, in there right? so it doesn't do anything sewn on <laughs> yeah. Yeah. robard in yeah. Hmm. yeah that was it that was a pretty lame bridge but uh but the the sentiment is still there is right? he going to change consistent. keys when he kicks it back in Ah, uh, good question. Let's see. Let's hear. Because we're about to we're about to ride this baby. Take it out, out baby. Yep. Yeah! Everybody, get to the exit, you sluts. <laughs> I love those backup guys singing. I, I wonder if it's him. If it's uh, 
uh, uh, Pete, Philly, <laughs> Philly, 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 what's his name? <laughs> Philly McGonskin. Yeah. <laughs> and the McGonskin twins singing. Uh, <laughs> singing. It's, it's Peter McCann. It's Peter McCoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Peter McCann. Jesus. Yeah, the, the, uh, what was I, I was going to say something about yeah, right. It's yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a majestic chorus, oh, and it boy. could have been a super fun song, and he just fucked it up with his his sensitive bullshit. <laughs> <sighs> so uh, here we go. There's only like thirty seconds left, and it's a lot of this running out this chorus. If you try So anyway, the song's over. That's it. Just keeps saying, "Do you want to make love or do you want to fool around?" So there you go. Um, one little other factoid, which is fucking great. As we were just, just discussing, you know, uh, other people in that same era would just take this hit song and do their version of it. You know, whether they released it in Germany oh, yeah. or or China, or they uh, they did an R and B version. So speaking of R and B versions, there's a version of Isaac Hayes and Millie Jackson doing this really? as a duet. Wow! And they just transformed the song. Because I think it's pretty obvious they know how shitty the lyrics are. So the lyrics, as they're singing them, are almost like an afterthought. They're just their their performance. They're just downplaying the sentiment of of his stupid lyrics. Yeah, and they just are performing, and it's super fun. And uh, they they go back and forth to the point where if uh, Isaac says, "Do you want to make love?" she goes, "I think about it." (laughs) <laughs> you got a job and then at one point as it's fading out they're, they're not laughing with each other on mic like joking back and forth as, as the song fades out and at one point Millie says something like and she's not even singing anymore she's just talking to him she goes if you want to get down you gotta go down and, and Isaac replies I could be persuaded <laughs> And they're fucking nailing it. They're doing harmony. They take that shitty bridge and do a two-part harmony yeah. on it. It sounds fucking great. Yeah, in, so, in this guy's hands, that like Cunnilingus was the furthest thing from his mind. Obviously, yeah. yeah. He's no, he's not. Right, he's barely like like uh, pardon the pun, penetrating the PIV discussion. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so getting down to getting down and in, uh, into the other stuff is really yeah. He's this wow. is making love. This isn't yeah, foreplay. Like, this isn't um, honey. That's like on our ten year anniversary. <laughs> okay. okay, that's yeah, yeah. That's not. Gonna... I need a commitment first. Yeah, come on. So anyway, just go go check out. I think Isaac Hayes <laughs> and Millie Jackson's version might end up on my playlist. It's that fucking good. So so check that out later. It's really it's really nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this is in my head, and I, they must have used it. This reminds me of one of those drops that DJs would use. Yeah. Like they'd go like, "Hey, this is what Hugh Hefner said to Miss July. Do you want to make that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> drop it in like this?" Walk on, walk on. They, they do whole conversations, and they yeah. use another drop from there another was, song. They, they used to do songs like that in the fifties and sixties, right. where they would just it was you know the aliens are attacking. Oh, dude, and then that, was, would, that was Rick D's was fucking that, was move. <laughs> That's what he would do. He picked it up from earlier guys, though. I think. I wonder oh, what sure. the phone number is. Eight six seven five. five. And like that was, right. Yeah, right. That was laughs <laughs> aplenty. For, uh, oh boy! For the- I, you know what, George? I I almost guarantee there has to be a version of them using "Do you want to make love?" Is yeah. Like I was really embarrassed because my my teacher called me and said that he asked her this question in the classroom: "Do, Do you, you want to make, make love?" <laughs> Something fucking stupid. Like we were that. idiots. We were idiots yeah. in the seventies. That's all. Yeah. That's just big laughs. Well, that's you know that's big laugh at WKGB or whatever. <laughs> Aaron kind of crystallized it for me because it's like. 
this this uh, we always say this and i'll continue to be befuddled by it why i know the answers there's a lot of fucking dumb people out there but why someone heard this song and the i guess the do you make love part was so powerful that they ignored yeah. the rest of the song because he sounds like such a twerp in the rest of the and you know. people really did do what you did with your ears though like they he's saying one thing but that's not what people's experience with the song was. No, not mine. They were turning it to like the quote unquote lewd version yeah. in their mind. They were just, they were singing about fooling around. They were hearing these buzzwords, despite the fact that that's not what he's saying. Yeah. This guy wants to fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be much more easy to take it and, and ease. Like if this was Tanya Tucker and, and she was saying to some fella, right. look, I, I'm yeah. more interested in being serious. And it would be un, an unremarkable song. Except for that the chorus would be big and you flip the gender and suddenly it's like this guy's a fucking pansy. But it's it's delivered that way and sorry that's the way it is. <laughs> Daddy Rabbit did it, it'd be fine with me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Speaking of Coxman. Speaking yeah. of Coxman. The Urban Coxman. <laughs> There's my offering this week. Good offering. For for uh, George's torture. Now okay. shall we to see Aaron, yeah. Yeah, let's move into Aaron territory. Sure. Eratory, as they say. <laughs> Oh, man, this jam. Uh, Okay, you ready? Sorry. Sorry. Let's get it going. Let's go. Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) You're a son of a bitch. I'll tell you something. (laughs) You're a son of a bitch. What the hell is this? Fitting intro. Hiya, Bobby. Hi, Ken. You want to go for a ride? Oh, shit. It's this. Oh. 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 This is getting you back for that fucking bullshit you've thrown at us and forced us to deal with so many of these types of songs. This is going right back in your fucking face. There's Mr. There's I fucking love you. Love you. Love Paul Abdul so much, you fucker. This is Here's so, this. This is retribution. This is fucking enjoy Aaron's, Aaron's feelings and forever your girl. Come I'm vindictive as fuck. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Uh, Give it to me. By the way, we just heard the first two lines of the song. That's the entire song. Yeah, like, no. We've got another three and a half minutes of this, but we could stop right now and you will have heard the entire song. Well, I should have to take it. He's right. He's right. A more let's go party like the wasp guy. <laughs> He's insisting that they party. Yeah. By the way, this would uh, th- this would turn Blackie Lawless's stomach. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about this a bit, just because it's a, it was a yeah. moment in time. In 1997, this came out, and it fucking as big as a song could be. Uh, Eight million singles uh, sold, and this video, as you may see, uh, is fucking one billion views on, on YouTube. So it's in that fucking upper echelon. You know, I would say that none of the other songs that we've done, that no matter how huge they were so far, we haven't probably reached one of those, uh, even like Starship, I bet. Um, but 8 million copies is saying a lot. And certainly this is a Euro song. It sounds like it should be on Eurovision on those, on those, uh, yeah, right. On those big hit songs. Um, mildly interesting, which never occurred to me is that like when they wrote it, it was in all major keys. And somebody who was bright in the organization said, why don't we make it minor because of everything that we're doing? It's just too overpowering. <laughs> so this is the this is in C sharp minor. So you can imagine how annoying it was in a major key. Right. It's like yeah. baby shark. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's yeah. only mildly interesting. So you've got you've got yourself uh one, two, three, four, five, six writers here in this is from the band Aqua. <laughs> 
Each one took a word. The band, Aqua, band, I use that loosely. Song is Barbie Girl, Klaus Norsen, Johnny Mosgard, Karsten Dahlgaard, Lenny Nystrom, Renee Diff, Soren Raystad. So it's a, it's a bunch of our- So some German fellas. Did you think that I was having some sort of- I think they were, uh, they think they were all in Goring staff, weren't they? Aaron was still trying to uh, figure out Peter McCann's name. <laughs> And he got all those. You can't say Peter McCann, but you can say Stuttgart Galgig or whatever you said. And in, of, all, of those 8 million that it sold, uh, sold worldwide, 1.5 million happened in fucking the US. So we're not helping. Now, the, the fact that it has a billion views, um, it's obviously not to take away from it, but it's that's kids because it's about a Barbie doll, right? It is. And, you know, and it, and, I don't know. It's one of those kitsch. It's a full on like it might as well be Disco Duck, but like <laughs> you'll get you'll get kids watching. You get people people who watch it will watch it a million times. Then it becomes like a punchline where people send it as a joke, you know. So like it got it was so big that it became that. It was like Rick Astley. It had that big. It's bigger than that. Yeah, you know. So, and so it becomes a punchline on its own. In 1997, was uh, was um. With, with novelty tracks still a like novelty songs still a thing. I there's mean, always going to be one of these. Yeah, there's always going to be a song that's sort of like this, where it's sort of again we spoke about galvanizing the dipshits. Like there's always going to be a song that speaks to them. Like uh, you know, I would say that that uh, uh, Two Life Crew was a generation before. Well, just recently know? there was Wet Ass Pussy, right? Yeah, there's going to. I think that's considered that. real, though. That's a real song. The, well, there's nothing not there's nothing unreal about this song, other than it's super corny. Um, but this band didn't have another song after this, though. Not that was an uh, that was a significant hit. No, I mean they, I'm calling them they, a band. I don't, yeah, that, I, feel, a, I just yeah. feel like this yeah. is com- constructed in a in a German like industrial <laughs> recording studio, and they got this good looking girl to sing it. Yeah, is that even her? Is that really her singing? Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a sort of a collective uh, Danes, uh, Norwegians, uh, and uh, and. Uh, various Teutonic people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and they, and it's funny because there's a lot of information on this song online, but I like, I don't want to get into it. I did a lot of research, but all of it was sort of amounted to, I can't believe somebody gives a shit about this, uh, and is talking so much about it. You know, unsurprisingly, they got sued by, I was uh, just, that was my next question. By Barbie. By Hasbro and, or Mattel. Yeah, Mattel yeah, right? yeah. They got, they got sued. Um, and they just had to say, just make sure you don't say anything that was aggressively, you know, sexual. And so they, 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 they lean on the fact that what they, they retroactively sort of tune this song up to be, be in love with yourself and not sort of an anti-plastic surgery song, Oh, which is what they say now. I don't know that that was true then. Yeah. Um, I think but that's how they view it now. An explanation on it. Mm-hmm. And so like, you could say that this is just a fun, harmless piece of business. Um, and it might be, but hmm. It was everywhere in this year and it was, and it was upsetting because it's, there's no soul in it. And this is coming from the same, generally speaking, area of the country, of the world that gave us ABBA, which is beautiful. Like ABBA is a motherfucker across the board. Yeah. Dance music, but with, with heart. Yeah. And with a pulsing kind of vibe. And like, so it's not, it's not fair to say this is a Euro kind of thing because ABBA is intensely that. You would never say that. I mean, it's that's some ABBA cannot be uh, anticipated. And it just was and it happened and it ruled because those songs were so catchy. 
you know? So this is Abba's um, maybe uh, mentally challenged second cousin? <laughs> it's just so bad. It's, it's sound, it sounds dumb, and it's for that rave crowd. You know, this is 97. This is a big time for that. Right. The Manchester vibe is happening big. And I would think, though, that this would be viewed as a joke song. But, like, if you're whacked out on, on Special K and fucking nipple deep in, in uh, you know, cock rings and X, you know, <laughs> what difference does it make? Oh, those years. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what difference does it make? You know, but I would submit to you that this is damage done because, like, <laughs> I had to have this in my mind. <laughs> you know, and this yeah. is formative years where like, where you're like, all right, I got to I got to worry about making mine while this is happening. <laughs> making mine. <laughs> oh my God. Mine, man. And it was everywhere. It was 97, so, huh? Yeah. I know. I, yeah. This is the most I've ever heard of this song. So I yeah, guess we'll, well hear a little more. I, you're about you know. to hear more, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. You just heard the whole thing, by the way. Okay, well, <laughs> what, go ahead. Here we go. There's no verse. <laughs> Yeah, all the all these guys are actually in the video, and they they even have their name on the screen, mm-hmm. Klaus and Soren, and all these guys. Did she say uh, you can brush my hair and kiss me everywhere? Yeah, undress me everywhere. Huh. Oh, that sounds well. I guess you can do that with the okay. I was That's trying to reconcile the, the lawsuit yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure the Barbie doll would opt for making love instead of fooling around. I don't know. I, I think not Malibu Barbie. <laughs> she's she's parting with Charlene. She's going right yeah. over to, to Peter McCann's house <laughs> and being turned away and going over to Dan Hills <laughs> for a good cry. Okay. It's the most Korean sounding now, suddenly. Hanky panky. I love that guy. (laughs) Kiss me here, touch me there, hanky panky. They're like, yep, fucking cut and print. Let's go to lunch. (laughs) I don't don't want this to happen, and I don't advocate this, um, but I wouldn't mind if this guy was subjected to just like random street violence. Like during, in, in Germany, during a mugging, he also gets like socked in the eye and hits his head on the pavement. It, that's this guy's so fucking annoying. <laughs> he gets socked in the eye and actually falls into uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, ponds at Central Park. <laughs> yeah, right. and drowns a little. Gets <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a near miss. Like I don't want him to die, but I want him to reassess his life. And someone pulls his pants down too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, that's enough. Let's keep going. <laughs> So I guess he's doing like an, an an over. I'm trying to figure out like what they're doing. They're I think they're sort of making fun of an American voice. I think, yeah, like a Valley Girl re- thing. Or something? Well, he's really hard. Like his part oh, specifically. His part. Okay. Like he's he's over enunciating. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. So it's like yeah, a cowboy he, or something, like a John Wayne. Or there's something, some like- weird <laughs> has happening there, and so like I'm trying to figure out like what their vibe is. 
and making fun of Americans, maybe. Yeah. For being I was going to say, is this, Aaron, is this phony? Do you happen to know if this is pre or post? Uh, 9-11. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, what the fuck is that song? Uh, um, I'm too sexy for my... Uh, right, so before, before. I think that Right Said Fred was after Wait, this. Really? I thought... Really? No, I Red, Right Said Fred's early 90s. I'm is pretty right? sure of it. Like 90, 90 or 91. But the same. that's the same yeah. vibe. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. I'm, I guess my point was like maybe this, this bald douche was... You know, cop and Fred. Cop, yeah, the, yeah, yeah right. those guys were yeah, bald douches yeah, yeah, singing yeah. in in America, trying to say American, right? American yeah. accent. Those guys were British, I think. Though. Yeah, 1991. I'm too sexy. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. so like, is is there a direct line between those these songs? Yeah. From, I, well, from, I right, think so, that. Yeah, I think that there's it's, red line. It's that it's that, <laughs> it's that insistent. So that's that sort of EDM vibe, yeah. That sort of house vibe, I think, and uh, and, the, and, and, the, the, and the dumb voice, the you know the yeah. There's a weird yeah, spoken word, doing. Mm-hmm. yeah, totally. And then and then uh, and then the apparently that the, this gal was like, I think this is insane that you want me to sing so high. Can't I drop it? And they're like, No, no, no. Believe me, it sounds ridiculous, and we just got to write it out. So they they claim in retrospect to have been very aware that they were making something that was kitschy and 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 quote unquote funny, uh, hmm. but I'll I reckon that's that's not the way it was, and it was instead more that they thought that they were being clever, uh, uh, and and that it wasn't meant to be funny. More um, cheeky and nasty, or something. Yeah, or like hurtful. I think that it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that it's a bit. I think it's a bit more zingy at fake. Zingy, that's fake it. America. Yeah, like they're they're trying to do some digs here. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, like how commercial and shallow we are with our Barbie. Yeah, and dolls you could and be, and there's some of that. Like sometimes when when Americans get hurt by that kind of uh, insult, you know, some, there's it, a war. Yeah, and it's also <laughs> it's some of it is true. You know, sometimes we don't remember there's a great big world out there, so the shit talking should be accepted and move on and try to do better. <laughs> um, but I think that this is just shitty and dumb. And uh, and 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 not truly any of that, not clever at all. Uh, I'd like to point out that um, that a minute ago, harkening back to our first song, Damon's entry, that she said something along the lines of, uh, "You can do anything you want with me if I'm yours forever." So really, mm. same sentiment. And also back to forever, your girl. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Pretty well. <laughs> yeah, having to constantly remind somebody. All right, all right. Here we go. Here a little more. Only halfway through. This is torture, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That guy yeah, thought it, he was funny. He th- he, oh, yeah. totally. You're yeah. right, Aaron. He's totally mugging. Yeah, no, the video is very muggy, but like you, he's, it's an audio mug, certainly. Yeah, too. Well. Yeah, by the, like, yeah, I was oh going to say, Christ. when I heard this song originally and you just heard his voice doing that, you could tell he thought he was really funny. Mm-hmm. And, and, his, and his dumb face and his stupid, wh- whatever that guy. is, <laughs> you know, kind of Star Trek sideburn. He, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not hair. sure about that. That is a weird, weird it's, thing. He's like that dude in Star Wars who lived on, on, uh, <laughs> in Cloud City with Lando, we had the weird sort of oh, headphones yeah. on this, that bald guy with the headphones on the side. Of his head. yeah. Oh, that guy, right? Yeah, he looks like just like that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like part, like maybe the back of his head was a robot. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Okay. For all you Star Wars nerds, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Barbie, let's party. <sighs>
Yeah, he he had to stick his dick into this song. Like he he couldn't take the fact that like her, her voice obviously is the is the hook. It's annoying. Don't get me wrong, but like that high voice that she's doing singing about a Barbie doll and everything is obviously the hook. He had to stick his dick into the song and have his dumb voice in it. There's no reason for him to be in this song except to break up her. I think you need it to break her up. Okay, be- then have someone who actually is has a good voice or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah okay. why I don't know. Of, of the 900 people who wrote this song, he's the only choice for yeah, right. this part. Yeah. Like there was no, they weren't auditioning other people to sing. Soren demanded. Yeah, Soren demanded. He's the guy. He's he's the the kind of uh, uh, mastermind behind the song. Yeah, well, the bald head mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He's like Lex Luthor. <laughs> but uh, but he so because it's his song, quote unquote. He does. He had to stick his dick in it. He had to say, "Hey, don't forget me. I'm the I'm the guy behind this song." Yeah, I, 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 I guarantee that that's going on. Soren or Karsten or Johnny or Klaus. I, I think it's Klaus. <laughs> God, it was, it's Renee. It's, oh, it's Renee. Renee. I'm is, sorry. Is that his guy. name yeah. is Renee. Yeah. Because yeah. they threw his name up at the beginning of the video. Yeah. I think that's who it is. I promise you he didn't like her getting all the attention. He's, he put his voice on there. Fuck him. Imagine like, okay, I know neither one of you guys were druggers or like rave guys, but everyone's been at a party too long and gotten either too drunk or something. And imagine it's 2.45 yeah. in, in the morning and yep. you're, you're at a warehouse rave situation and, and, and there's fucking strobe lights going and, and a bunch of fucking kooks running around and bumping into you and bothering you. And you're trying to find the bathroom or just get a door out. <laughs> and, and, and you're just like, and like you keep being bumped and moved around. And like, this is the soundtrack. Like, that's what it sounds like to me. And I can only imagine that it sounds, the song is like a musical hassle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the standing in the way of your, of your needs and desires, like, in the Stephen King book, 112263, he speaks about when you're trying to change the past, the past will fight back to not be changed. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it will get in your way of your efforts. So, like, suddenly wild things will happen. And this sounds like the audio version of that. Like, it's like, uh, uh, uh. This is like, like the hands of fate grabbing you back. You will stay at this rave. Like, I gotta get out. Have another smart drink. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like a nightmare to me. This is like, you can't win. I have a, a more granular version of that. <laughs> this happens on, on a regular basis. I'll My band will play. The place I'm thinking of in particular um, is a is a is a little cafe in in on Venice uh, on the Venice Boardwalk, and for a long time, a couple of years, we were doing a Sunday sort of afternoon gig where we would we would start at four and end at eight, mm. and as the night wore on, it went from like kind of tourists you know coming off the beach and having a, a burger yeah. and a beer, yeah, and then it would sort of evolve and it would start to turn into like hipsters would start showing up, yeah, and so. 
it's Venice. It's packed. It's a tiny little venue. We're we're stuck in the corner with all our gear, and at the at the end of our set where we're breaking down and having to get our shit oh. through the people yeah. and what they they crank this music like EDM yep. music yep. while you're trying to carry your and excuse me and there's two giant pool tables that you have to go and people are trying to take shots and then of course walking out into Venice. There's no, you have to go find your fucking car and there's yeah, people crowded luck. everywhere. Yeah. It's trying to get, it's, that's, I think what you're describing, right, yeah. Aaron? Which, no, that, a, the I, soundtrack I, of that, <laughs> dish, 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 <laughs> while you're just stressed out carrying your fucking PA yeah. speakers out and everything. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that is a unbelievable way of doing it. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. What you just said, I got cold sweats. <laughs> I think about, I too. about that. It's the worst. Yeah, no, I, it's I was going to take it the other way where I, I, Aaron, you started that story. I thought you were going to say that, it's 2.45 in the morning. Because what I kept thinking is it's 2.45 in the morning, everyone's down, and it's not happening anymore. And you put this song, and I think almost every girl has to go out on the dance floor, right? When this is on. And then every guy has to follow because now all the girls are on the dance floor, right? Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's never been my experience. At, no? At, if okay. it's that late, I've never know, been to raves, on. I guess. Yeah, I it's, already, it's, it's, it's just tuning up. <laughs> but this wouldn't There's happen in no Europe like that. Like this, this in Europe wouldn't happen that way. Like where is when you play this, every girl loves it and goes out there. You don't think it was? Well, they're just already that? out there. I think oh, that this just continues. Okay. This is you know everything else has been okay in my version. Everything's been okay. But then when things start to turn for you, this is what the DJ plays at that very moment. Like you were mm-hmm. cool, and then you're not cool, and then this happens, and you're worse. So it's not like the 50s where girls are sitting in, in like folding chairs around the dance floor waiting for a fella to ask to dance. No, that's not what a rave, that's not what a rave is. You're thinking about uh, Al's Diner, I think, when hey, Patsy's you band a, was playing. Weren't you a, a bartender or something in this era? Yeah. So, so you, yeah. did you hear this song a lot back then? Yeah, and it would always be, it, it, typically with a DJ set in, in a nightclub situation, it, it will go... Uh, the R&B of the day, R&B of the day. And then at midnight, what happens is that it, you will always get like a Michael Jackson superset. <laughs> always, yeah. always, yeah. always. That's what happens. And because everyone's getting tuned up by then. So they'll warm you up with the hits of the day. And then it's Michael Jackson superset at, at midnight. And then it goes into like rougher, like rougher jams. This is like, you know, sort of like wet ass pussy songs. And then right on the back half of that, chunk is edm that's how they back it out and then they and then they close it down so it always does that same arc in my experience and so this would happen right at that time that we're talking about where it's like one 105 and in la it's bar time so you got what like another 25 minutes before they shut it down and uh and so you're you're trying to throw up or you're trying to fucking talk to some chick who's on fucking Mars and this song is now on there. So you can't get, is it a seven or a six? This number that you wrote, what? I have to throw up. Yeah. Oh God. Well, I guess it doesn't matter now. Do you want to make love or do you want to fool around? You're writing it on a napkin. I said, do you want to make love? Do you Look at this napkin. I'm going to give you a cocktail napkin and you respond back. What did you, yeah, just the Aaron, worst. Aaron, this reminds me. Did, there's a story you told me when you were a bouncer or something, and I guess during this time where you were a fella, a guy would get crazy and take his shirt off, and you walk up and go, "Hey, Ibiza, you want to put your shirt back on?" <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Mazatlan, put hey, your shirt Mazatlan. back on. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't remember if that happened to me or if that happened to Dalton, uh, but like, because we both had the same kind of jobs. <laughs> and and, and, I, and it was either me or him that had that. Hey, Mazatlan, you want to put your shirt back on? And the guy was like, in my memory, the guy was like, oh, yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> but like, he thought it was all good to just take your shirt off. <laughs> this isn't Mickey's or Rage. This is not okay here. Uh, yeah, exactly. No one, no one, no, no one's ordering a Bacardi and armpit hair. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Yo, men in speed stick. <laughs> <laughs> it is the worst, this song. And there's no reason to move on with it because, like, it just does the same thing. Um, but, like, to me, it's the soundtrack of all that was shitty about that chunk of time. It is. Uh, and it was the soundtrack, apparently. I mean, the world over. Everyone had to have that experience. Oh, we still got another, like, 40 seconds. Do we have to keep going with this, or? Shot of Jack, not, men in chaser. I'm, yeah, no, I'm the, I'm the demander, and I say the demand is, is has been satisfied. Me too. We're done with, with Barbie we're do, Girl. We're done with Barbie Girl, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, so George has a decision to make here. I do. What, is it uh, Colin McCluskey? <laughs> Darvin McFusky. <laughs> and... <laughs> Peter McCann, uh, do you want to make love or Aqua with Barbie Girl? Uh, I'm uh, I'm going with uh, Aqua Barbie Girl is the uh, worst. I, I don't see how you couldn't. <laughs> well, I, and I'll, I'll tell you that my reasoning is because uh, I because you really love Doug DeSensei. You have I love that loved I love Doug DeSensei. Um, do you want to make love? Uh, the 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 sentiment and the and the uh, verses of that song are absolutely horrible. But I like that chorus. <laughs> I like the chorus. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. It reminds me of something good of being a kid i guess and i get some yeah. of the things i described but barbie girl just it's it's like a drill in your eye yeah it's just it just doesn't fucking stop and i'm glad i wasn't around in those clubs there and jesus i was 31 by then <laughs> <laughs> well we we mentioned them before and i think mm. they need to make an appearance the winner takes it all. now this is yeah okay <laughs> Yeah, there's no reason that that Barbie should lose. <laughs> Barbie girl should lose. It has um, to be. I have, I have a question: Is you if you played uh, Abba though? Uh, to 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 people in the fifties, is Abba their Barbie girl, or they just complained like we did? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, probably, maybe. Yeah, forties people. Maybe. To, yeah, yeah. Somebody always wants to bitch about 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 something. Yeah. You know, I think when for us it was the boy bands could have been annoying, like. You know, I didn't feel that way, I guess, but a lot of people hated it. That's an they untapped pro- natural resource for this yeah, right, show. Yeah, yeah. Boy, mm-hmm. if I knew enough, I'd do some research, I guess. <laughs> let's have sorbet. Yeah, let's uh, let, let's see. Oh, by the way, the score at this point, I need to, I'm going to mark this. Aaron gets another notch on his belt. George um, had a huge weekend the other day. Or, uh, yeah, George, I, did, I did a huge, I did, I did twofer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, he had been a long time off of the, off the podium and then got a big two. Yeah. yeah. So, so that means that uh, it's, it's kind of knotted up again. I mean, I'm, I'm out ahead at eight, but you guys are both at seven right behind me. Okay, so. so, yeah. So we're, we're looking yeah. good. So yeah. let's see what Majel has to say here about this, all this business of torturing. <laughs> Majel, help us out here. Any please. editing notes before we? No. Okay. <laughs> Dead air. Yeah. Mm-mm. Editing note. Mm-mm. George's smartass comments. <laughs> Take it to heart. Write yeah. it down. Okay, Majel, let us know what's going on here. 
Sorbet. Mental douche. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know which ones I played at this point. They're all good. We've gone through. Yeah, I don't care <laughs> they're which. They're, yeah. They're all good. I love I love Majel's appearances. So yeah. Um it's time for George to present a sorbet for us and I wonder if you have any thoughts before we start playing it. My next guest uh, requires no introduction. You'll know it right away and uh and I I will talk about it, but it's it's just great. Okay. Here we go. So great. Hell yes. And, and just uh, I'll say right away that talk about the as opposite of uh of of Bernie McKittrick. Um, <laughs> that, that this is just such the perfect song at the perfect time for the perfect artist. I can't think yeah. of a better fit. Just it's such it's everything's perfect about this. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible writing and yeah. one of the biggest, fattest, raddest uh drive yourself down the highway at a, at a incredibly high speed courses that exists on the planet. Yeah, it is. It just sets it loose and, and gives you the juice. It does. The, the Peter McCann song was trying to be this song. It was. It is. Yeah. 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 Cause this has, has a kind of more mellow verse mm-hmm. and, they, and that, that builds into that, that chorus. And, and this is perfection. Like yeah. Glenn Campbell did. Yeah. And he wrote this, right? No, no. Oh. Larry Weiss wrote this. Oh, Larry, it's okay. Not, it's a, well, it's a, there's a story with it. Let's hear a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Here we go. I've been walking these streets so long Singing the same old song I know every crack in these dirty sidewalks of Broadway Loving this. Sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. it, but... The, Probably the reason I thought he wrote it is that he just owns the song. He does. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It belongs it's, to Glenn. It does. Yeah. Where hustle's the name of the game And nice guys get washed away like the snow and the rain There's been a Greatest lines ever. I'm going it was. To be well- yeah. Uh, what 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 uh, what cuts me about that, and I think it would anybody that's ever been in show business, though that verse and that line right there, compromise and horizon. Just anyone who's ever been involved in show business that tells the absolute truth so simply, and mm-hmm. it also is a little you scary that you're going to be one of those guys. Yeah. And it still makes me emotional to even hear it. Like it's. It's it's the exact truth. Yeah, it's, just, and it's yeah. harsh it's and not, it's it, it is not funny. And there's no, and there's and not. there's there's people over the. It became. I mean, it was such a massive hit that people had fun with the song. Yeah. and would put it on in sort of a party way. And it's yeah, it's a it's not. fucking great song. And you could have it on while you're partying. I'm not gonna yeah. fucking tell you what to do with it. Yeah, but it's not a. It's not. It's a heavy song. It is. And it's and it's from it, and yeah, I mean from the from the creative mind, uh, it, it's. It is tough. Like what you have to do to do the thing uh, is insane. But goddamn, Glenn, dude, fuck, so good. His voice. So good. Yeah. The the two thoughts about that. One, this is another. You know, I'm sorry to keep going back to uh, um, Bill McKill, but um, <laughs> but but uh, he was going for that that uh, dichotomy. I guess would be the word of of the verse versus the yeah, chorus. Yeah. This is doing the same thing because it's the it's the the big uplifting chorus 
makes it sound like it's about this right, rhinestone right. cowboy yeah, yeah, and showbiz yeah. and rat, rat, it, yeah. but but in fact the this song does it masterfully while douchebag and the other song just yeah. can't do it I'm, i know i keep going back to that song but it's just like such a great you know juxtaposition of these two oh, yeah. similar attempts yeah. at the same thing but one done well and one awful and there's no sluts in this one <laughs> <laughs> and then also like that it always got me that the notion of like i'm a rhinestone cowboy like it is weird because here he is and he's telling you he's made a ton of compromises to win. And, and he's got all these spotlights on him, this shiny cowboy, but he's not psyched about what How it took to there. get there or, or who he is now. But because of all the lights that are on him, everyone pays attention and loves who he is, despite the fact that that ain't him or who he wants to be. Mm-hmm. And so like the tragedy is in the concessions and the ultimate arrival at a place that is nothing like the home you'd like it to be. You know, mm-hmm. it's fucking brutal. Yeah, the, the fuck. be- becoming the rhinestone cowboy isn't a solution to your problems. No. And right. I think the, I think the, the writer is saying that. For a little bit it is. Yeah. And <laughs> well, the other thing I wanted to say is like, I think people can relate to this song because, yeah, there's an obvious show business angle to it. If the guy's a songwriter, yeah. uh, trying to be a songwriter, he's, yeah. he's coming from that angle. Mm-hmm. Glenn probably has plenty of his own stories about this as well. But all the compromising you do at a day job yeah, no, we can all relate to it. In a yep. relationship or yep. whatever, like that's that is that's why that that line in the song is are so uh universal. It's about life, baby. Yep. Yep. Okay, here we go. Yep. We're uh, rolling into the chorus. Where the lights are shining on me. Like a such a great arrangement those fucking those 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 goddamn i've been doing a lot of uh, in the songs i've been writing in the last year and stuff i've been doing a lot of uh copying this string idea mm-hmm. meaning not this part but like then adding it into my choruses with an effort to try to get that glenn sound and so i've been very fascinated by like how melancholy that string arrangement is on this lifting chorus i mean the what they're doing when he's going when he Getting cards and letters, and with theirs, they start to do this weird descending thing, and the saddest vibe. Oh my god, it's just heartbreaking. And it is, but it's still such an uplifting chorus. Like it's that's what's so layered about it and lovely is that like how do you manage? I mean, I'm just so in awe of that. Like it's incredible. You get the wrecking crew. That's how you do that. (laughs) So great. The thing I was amazed. Great. I didn't know that he was. That he was, the captain. Yeah, 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 he was the wrecking crew guy and a great guitar player. I didn't know any of that. I read yeah. all about it. And also, let's play a little more first. That is a, that is an interesting observation I never thought of. Like, this is such an iconic country song. Yeah. And he, obviously, his, he wants to go work with his crew in LA. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. uh, because those are his guys. He knows what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> the this best. is, uh, you know, an LA song. Yeah. But, you know, I guess that, that is interesting that it's also an, an entertainment industry strong song, Los Angeles. Yep. And he talks Hollywood. about Broadway. New York. So yeah. he's talking about, like, he's talking about New York yeah. with this country vibe, but he's an L.A. man. This know. song gets around. It does. It does. Well, I really don't mind the rain. 
great metaphor. Yep, it is. Fucking great. I mean, in in lesser hands, that my career is taking too long to yeah. oh, to yeah. materialize. My life. Is he just said it. Long. He yeah. just said it in like one perfect line. He did. Right. And I dream of the things I'll do with a subway token and a dollar tucked inside my shoe. The guy, the guy at the uh, at the coffee shop who has to take the dollar for the cup of coffee. He just buys like, thanks. Out of, out of <laughs> he just shoe. pulls it out of his... <laughs> but in New York, you have to, because you'll get ripped off. You'll get, you'll get mugged for a dollar. Gotta, you will. Like, <laughs> think that you, that you can keep the coffee. We're good. <laughs> Almost said. Me and the, me, who are those guys in, in, in New York in the 70s who are trying to help everybody all the time? Oh, the Guardian Angels? The Guardian oh, Angels. Right, it's Curtis Sleeva. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just him and the Guardian Angels. Yeah, I'm all set. It's my sock, sock quarter. You, you go ahead you go ahead and keep that book. <laughs> this one's on me. They give him that very typical New York coffee and then the blue cup with the, the Greek the Greek coffee cups. Right, they yeah, give. right. <laughs> Why don't you just take it? I, this, I don't know. I guess it's advertising take for the me coffee. that you're drinking you take the it. Coffee. So just, yeah. It's worth it. I really don't want the hay penny from your sock. All right. All right. Now be alone. Yeah, that 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 melancholy note, the strings just. Oh hit. my yeah. god! Oh, yeah, yeah, it's so nuts. And then, like, I keep being moved by like, and I always am every time I hear this damn song. Is the how like emotional that line is? Low to compromise on the road to my horizon, and the horizon by definition is the thing that you never reach. It yeah. always will elude you, and will continue to be as far away as it was at the beginning of your journey. And and if that's what you're searching for, it is a fool's errand. And so mm-hmm. you are bound to be sad and bound to be depressed. And you know. It's this song that our parents were had in their minds when they're like, "Oh, you want to be in the creative world? Great, uh, great, dynamite! It's, it's the yeah. worst. Yeah, it's the fucking worst. Please don't." I like he already knows there's going to be. Yeah, there's dude. going to be. He knows already. This is what he's gonna. He knows already. Right for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. The rhythm, the rhythmic delivery of that line, yeah, it's, yep. it's it's perfect. It is. Oh, nothing. I saw Glenn Campbell perform the song on acoustic guitar live. What? Really? Yes, I did. Uh, this was probably around n- late 90s. Mm-hmm. And my friend Jim Bailey, who Aaron knows, he got hired for some reason by the Country Music Hall of Fame or one of those big country organizations. There's yeah. a local award show going on here in LA. Yeah. And it was, you know, a bunch of luminaries from the country music yeah. world. And they were giving out awards. And Jim asked if I would come along and just be his 
sound assistant. Right, like yeah, it was yeah. more like yeah. he was doing the sound. I was just carrying gear around yeah. and whatever he needed, I go get it for him. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that happened at that show was, oh, nothing. Mr. Glenn Campbell walked out with his acoustic guitar and played this for the for the crowd, Shit. and I was standing like a few feet away from him. Wow, it was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> um, on that point, um, I have when I when I looked at this, a lot of people have quote covered this, but no one really ever seriously. They'll do it at a show or something, and there's even, like you said, Dutch versions and whatever of this. Yeah. But no one really did it, because what Aaron was saying, it's such, or you said maybe, it's such his song. Mm-hmm. And you can't, and, and when I, when well, my good friend Guy Langostino yeah, yeah. decided to do this song. And he told me, it, he thought it was just a, a song from childhood. Like, oh, this is this will be easy to do. And I, a guy tried to do this, and it, it's not... I discovered all this suddenly, like what I'm trying to do. And I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, this is, this the- is not what Aaron said. Like, this isn't, this isn't a, just a throwaway song. This is, you have to really be in this and understand it and yeah. put yourself in it or you're never going to, you know, and I obviously I wasn't going to do it as good as him. I meant it to be funny and it's, it's not really funny. That's- so it's hard to really hard to put yourself. It feels in like it. one of those Sinatra songs where he's talking about heartbreak and yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like it it's is. just, yep. it's the same kind of, Whoa, the turns of phrases and stuff like that are each one sort of dimmer and darker and starker than the last. Yep. The dichotomy of the, of the uplifting. And I put uplifting in, in quotes because like there's nothing uplifting or fucking corny or like those strings are the furthest thing away from, they sound big, but it's not cinematic. It's like an, an, as an individual guy's pain. It's what that is. It's right. almost you know, like it's the the, the, co- weird. the melody of the chorus and the lyrics are trying to to lift you up, and and the strings are like pulling you back down, like <laughs> yeah, keeping no, your no, keeping you your dreams either. in check, yeah. Right? Yeah. right? Yeah, for sure, for sure, exactly. Keep your feet in the ground, keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's what's what's fu- it's funny you say that about uh, George about uh, guy thinking, oh, I'm I'm gonna have a, have a larf with this song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> I experience that a lot with some of the torture songs, which I think are going to be torture songs. Yeah. And then I start reading the lyrics and stuff. I go, oh, this is a bummer. Actually, right. I can't make fun of this. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, right. It is a sort of stupid, annoying song, but I I, I see what it's about and I, I can't do it. Yeah. So you, sometimes you just have to cross them off the list, even though you go, oh, this would be so perfect for a torture. Yeah. So same thing. Like this is a, this is pretty fucking serious business here. It is. It is and, and I, uh, and the only, the only thing, go listen to it. it it's not this, but um, Bruce Springsteen just did that thing. I think Western Skies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he Very does good. it. And it's with a whole orchestra, right? Aaron, a whole, mm-hmm. a whole group. Yeah. And, and they do a good job of it, but still it's not this, even with all these people, it's not this. Mm-hmm. The and other even he, on can, that record, he can't attack it really. He can't even do no, it. No, it, it yeah. lives in Glenn's, yeah. in Glenn's space. But like the songs, the other songs that the boss did on that record yeah. are great when yeah. he's just, what the influence of that song is yeah. all over those songs. And it's really lovely. It's my favorite thing that Bruce has done in a, in a while. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's a good sign. It's like like it's like when somebody shoots for a thing and they're never going to reach that, but where they end up is also beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And so and, putting it on the nose and doing a version of that song is less compelling to me than where did you end up? You know, it's like Damon or I trying to do something that, you know, like I'd like to do a day in the life, you know. <laughs> well, you're <laughs> right. not, you're yeah. not gonna. Yeah. So rather than cover it, where did you end up going and then over beers later you go, "Oh, you see that to that?" That was me trying my best to do that, and it will never sound like that, but it will sound neat that I did it and where I end up. Yeah, ended up, you know. Um, a little bit of background is that uh, is it's a pretty simple story that Larry Weiss uh, writes this song and records it, has a record deal, 
1974. And it doesn't go anywhere, but somehow Glenn on tour in Australia hears it on the radio in Australia and it and connects with it immediately and starts learning it. Gets back to LA and Al Corey, who was the Capitol Records guy who did everything, A&R dude, goes, goes, hey, I got this song for you. It's called Rhinestone Cowboy. And he goes, yep, I already learned it. (laughs) They were all on the same page immediately that he connected with it. And Larry Weiss's version isn't, it doesn't. It's just sort of this nothing thing. If you go listen to it, it's this doesn't yeah. it. He's the perfect person to do this song at this time, right in the center of his career. And it's just a perfect thing. I love it so much. Yep. We we've got like 15 seconds left. I want to hear it. Yeah. Let's yeah. take it out. Just in time for the fade. Yeah. The 70s fade, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, Great number. You know what occurs to me, too, is that I remember as a kid now, I'm sure you guys, too, is that it, talk about not belittling this, but not getting what it's about. How many times for was he on a variety show or on Johnny Carson or Sonny and Cher or whatever? And they're like, and in, and the rhinestone cowboy himself, Mr. <laughs> Glenn Campbell, coming like it was this great, like introducing him that way. Yeah. For a long time, he was introduced that way. <laughs> so, yeah, like he's behind the curtain on The Tonight Show and you just see him roll his eyes. Like, and then the curtain opens and he has a big smile. <laughs> I'm the rhinestone cowboy. And it's always, though, like a rhinestone cowboy. Right, yeah. Not. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, never I am. Yeah. No, he's going but, but to be it, that. Yeah, right. And so, like that sort of, I'm gonna. It's like he's gonna say, I'm gonna be a real asshole, like yeah, right. a, a like a big shiny asshole Soul. that everyone yeah. will know that I'm fake. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I hear but it. Yeah. That's not the experience that people had with it. They say I'm a like I am. Yeah. But he's referencing what he like will become. A, yeah. Right. Yeah, and that it's inevitable. It's fucking. It's a goddamn Greek tragedy. It is. <laughs> so, <laughs> my God, like no, like yearning for something that, and here's exactly what's going to happen. So go for it. And, and, and oh, what Damon no. said earlier is that is it also looking at it, I thought, oh, this is I expected it to be longer because there's so much in it, so much emotions, yeah. and it's just those it's just those two verses and the and the and the pre-chorus is the same. Yeah, and it, Dude, that's the all. The economy it is. of the writing is so gorgeous. It explains you know? everything in just mm-hmm. those simple. I don't know. There's probably fifty words in the whole song. <laughs> like it's not. You know, it's incredible. One of them's rhinestone. The other one's cowboy. Exactly. <laughs> got forty two, other words. Forty-eight more left. <laughs> Compromise horizon. Okay. Anyway, great. Love the song. Fuck that line, dude. I'm so jealous. I'm so massively jealous. I'm so happy to live in a world where that exists, though. Yeah. Which which mitigates my jealousy. Yeah. Just that, <laughs> yeah, that, that right. line. Oh fuck. Good on you. Good well, on you, Larry Weiss. <laughs> you know where we don't compromise on quality of broadcasting. <laughs> That's, That's right. ear and loathing. That's right. <laughs> Another episode in the books, as they say. Uh, episode 22. And uh, excellent sorbet. Excellent torture because they were so horrible. Yeah. That cleared it all out. Cleared it. Blew it out. We're, we're pretty good at our jobs these days. We are. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're finding a groove. <laughs> <laughs> Just like well, Larry Weiss. Number one rockers. So. <laughs> With the Larry Weiss of podcasting. <laughs> People say, can you get better when you're number one? And the answer is, yeah, to stay on top, you have to. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we, we came out of the box at number one, and we're yeah. not, not going to compromise anytime soon, as they say. Why don't you, one of you suckholes, come up here and try and knock me off? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, boys, uh, another great episode, episode uh, 22 of Ear and Loathing. We would invite you to go visit us online. On the website where you can see pictures of all these douchebags that we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on social media as well. It's earandloathing.com. We'll get you everywhere. 
And uh, uh, to my fellow Gitmo bros, I say goodbye and thank you for another great episode of Ear and Loathing. Bye! Bye, Kalik! Kalika! Kalika! Ear and Loathing. Aside from George making more noise than like the Titanic going down. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I don't I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next week for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.